0: Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your hosts Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week, in preparation for Sabbath March 6th, we look at Lesson 10 Doing the Unthinkable. Together, let's see how Isaiah depicts the Messiah throughout the entire book of Isaiah. The Sabbath School Rescue
1: Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word, and together we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study.
0: Okay, here we go, Lesson 10, Doing the Unthinkable. The memory text for today is Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5, and probably many of us are very familiar with it, New King James Version. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. Mm. Hey, amen. We, we can just go ahead and shut down the podcast now because that's all we need.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know about unthinkable. Here, here we have just this beautiful scripture and just leave it at that. Yeah, amen. <laughs> that
0: that's really is all we need to do. Yeah. Uh, but we have a little bit here that's, that's going back a little ways to Isaiah chapter 50 verses 4 to 10. Tell us a little bit about Isaiah's testing truth, Michael.
1: Absolutely. Well, we, here we have this uh, description, um, this, this scripture text, and I think it's actually worth taking a, a minute just to ponder it, and I've got it pulled up with the uh, NIV. I uh, just want to read it very quickly. The sovereign Lord has given me a well-instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. He wakens me morning by morning, wakens my ear to listen like one being instructed. Get closer. The sovereign Lord has opened my ears, and I have not been rebellious. I have not turned away, and I offered uh, my back to those who beat me, my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard, and I did not hide my face from mocking and spitting. Because the Lord, the sovereign Lord, helps me, I will not be disgraced. Therefore, I have I set my face like flint? I know I will be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. Who then will bring charges against me? Let us face each other. Mm. Who's my accuser? Let him confront me. It is the sovereign Lord who helps me. Who will condemn? They will all wear out like a garment. The moss will eat them up. But who among you fears (laughs) the Lord and obeys the word of his servant? Let the one who walks in the dark, who has no light, trust in the name of the Lord and rely on their God. Preach, Michael. I know, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, let, just let the Bible, the Word of God, hey. uh,
1: speak, right? And, yes. And that's that's what the Sabbath School lessons all about. And, and here is this beautiful passage uh, describing for us this... Uh, this encounter that's going on here. And, it, and sometimes things can be really challenging in our lives, right? Yeah. And Isaiah, a lot of what Isaiah is looking forward to is is looking forward to Jesus's first coming. Mm-hmm. And so here we have immediate description. The the lesson kind of talks about that. Um, some of the challenges like David and Ammon, it's some true. of those kinds of things. But here we have, uh, even more importantly, a description of how Jesus is going to be handled and treated uh, by, by people while he's here on earth.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it is, it's not kind. It's not It's, not it's great. Not, no. and I know we're later uh, in this lesson, we're going to talk a little bit more about suffering mm-hmm. uh, when you don't deserve it, right? But... Yeah, life doesn't seem fair sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. And that's why we have a, a God who said, I know it's not fair, and that's why I decided mm-hmm. to go through unfairness yeah. with you and yeah. for you. Yeah.
1: And, and by the way, before we move on, I just want to say something here because... Uh, in the midst of those challenges and trials both that pointed forward to Jesus but I think we can also apply it a little bit to our own lives that we also face um, accusations and and uh, times when we feel like pulling out our hair which is what this text is talking about it And, and it says that we will trust in the name of the Lord and rely on their God so we can go back and be real with God with our trials and challenges and say God Um, I'm going to trust you in the midst of uh, the craziness
0: of my life. Yeah. And that's all. Basically, that's what we can do. Sometimes in the midst of our struggle, we want to defend and and offend Mm -hmm. ourselves. But what we actually have to do do is, yeah, yeah,
1: we have to depend
0: on God. Exactly. Surrender.
1: Well, tell me a little bit about this uh, suffering servant poem.
0: You, you know, it's, it's it's a beautiful poem that's found in Isaiah fifty-two thirteen through Isaiah fifty through fifty-three twelve, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's known as the suffering servant poem. But what I, I like about this lesson here, it, it brings up how Isaiah doesn't just throw the Messiah messiah at us all at once. There's a build up to it, uh, a beautiful build up to it. And it mentions some of these texts. It talks about how the conception and his birth is talked about Isaiah 714 and how he is Davidic King in Isaiah 9, 6 and 7. And then the restoration of Israel that he's going to do in Isaiah 11, uh, 1 through 16. And then uh, also the injustice and suffering, uh, talk about the liberation from those things in Isaiah 42, 1 through 7. Yeah. And how it builds up, continue on even to Isaiah 49 and uh, 50. But then it builds up to Isaiah 52 and 53, Mm -hmm. talking about the ways that this Messiah was going to suffer on our behalf, what he was going to come as. And I think it's a a beautiful thing that we don't just uh, open up Isaiah chapter one and read this. We see the things that the children of Israel are going through at the time, but Mm -hmm. also the hope that they have. Yeah. And I think this is what the book of Isaiah does for us. It builds upon this hope, this conception of hope, mm-hmm. but also builds upon this conception of of royalty of who he is, mm. and why we worship him. And this is the point that the Pharisees did not understand. This is the point that the Zealots definitely did not understand in Jesus' mm. day, wow. which is they want to see a Messiah King come as conqueror, yeah. as power, and he came as a lamb.
1: So you're telling me those those
0: Jewish leaders back in the time of christ they just
1: missed the point yeah
0: they, they completely missed the point and scripture was telling them what the point was which yeah. is meek and lowly <laughs> yeah and they want it high and kingly Oof! wow and so some, sometimes we want to do the same yeah. uh, as far as our leaders we want uh, pastors. We want our, our uh, civil leaders, right? We want them to be high and kingly. Mm-hmm. But God has asked us all to not only be meek and lowly, but to look for leaders that are meek and lowly. Mm. Right? And it doesn't mean pushover. Yeah. It doesn't mean weak. yeah. yeah. It takes the strong, strongest strength to actually do just that, to be meek and lowly.
1: To be faithful, if I'm hearing you right, yes. to what yes. God has called us to do. and. And, and it seems to me, if I'm hearing you right, it, it means sometimes being counter-cultural to the expectations of society.
0: How dare you? <laughs> <it>. <laughs> no, absolutely right, though. It, yeah. we, we, we're called to be. Mm-hmm. The culture of Christ has to be. It's, it's over. Yeah. Our culture here on earth. Yeah. Right? It transforms our culture here on earth. Ooh, I like mm-hmm. that. I like that. Oof. Yes. I learned it from you, Michael. So don't well, be too impressed, right? <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: you know, there's there's uh, a number of people have kind of thought about this Christ and culture. Reinhold Niebuhr. Yeah. I love to teach this in when we get to Christian theology class with our seniors. You know, um, how do we relate to the culture around us? I, I think this is kind of central to our Sabbath school lesson this week. And and some people want to be aloof from culture above it. Uh, some people are subservient and below and let the, the 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 culture transform their faith. Um, but what I what I love is that the scripture that I, what I see the message here is that Christ transforms culture. Yes,
0: yes, yes. and so you know that even brings us to this point. Yeah, who has believed, Michael? In Tuesday's lesson. All right. Well, this is this
1: is a, a beautiful and uh, a passage here uh, in my Bible. It actually has the heading "The Suffering and Glory of the Servant." and Ooh. You know, I think that's pretty obvious as we've been talking through this lesson all along. That who's the servant, the suffering servant? As you just pointed out, it's it's Jesus. You know, his first coming. Uh, that's that's why some of of uh, these Jewish leaders just kind of missed the boat. We would say uh, with what was going on here. And here is this description of the role and ministry of Jesus uh, while he's here on this earth at his first coming um and and by the way it's not meant to be an exclusive Christ's role here on earth wasn't just for the jewish nation it's true and part of what we see here is this right here in this this text in 52 verse 15 says he will sprinkle many nations Mm. this idea of reaching out beyond so part of israel wasn't to be isolationist it wasn't to be like a like a, a club, a country club. I know some people like to talk about that. Is your church a country club? Or they do. is it uh, and, and we have to be engaged with the our world around us, not above them or behind them or away from them. Um, by the way, I, I just want to mention this for a minute because I, I think this is really relevant at at the moment because of all the crazy things that have been happening in the world around us the last you know, the last year, COVID, politics, all kinds of things. Um, I know quite a number of people that are are, are kind of freaked out about it. Yes. That, you know, hey, maybe it's time to go and flee and and find some place to protect myself and I can get off the grid and and all these kinds of things. And and here's the interesting thing. Um I know I'm going a little off on this, but I think there's a principle that's relevant here. Um and, and that is that God wants us to be incarnational and transformational in the world around us and to And so, yeah, times are going to get tough and they're actually going to get worse before they get better. Yeah. But the great news is, it's just like Jesus came that first time and sprinkled that message of love and who he was to the nations around. And that's part of his purpose. God's people at the end of time have that similar role, not to be isolationist, but to actually be engaged in the world, to let that light shine and um yeah there's principles we can learn how to some common sense and good things like that but i actually think it's the opposite um that, that we're not supposed to remove ourselves actually if any time in human history now's the time when we have a sacred responsibility to be
0: engaged in sharing Christ to all the nations. So so there's never a time where God tells us not to share. Yeah. Even as we look at the, the, the persecution of the early church, the diaspora, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as they went out, yeah. the church exploded with growth because as they were running, as they were fleeing, they were still ministering. Yeah. And that's that's a problem I have today, Michael, which is yeah. a lot of people want to go off the grid and get away from people. But God has called us to run to people Yeah, to spread this great gospel, this message that God has given us to every kindred nation, tongue and people.
1: And this goes right to the heart of chapter 53, verse 1, Buster. Yes. Uh, It says, Who's believed our message and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? And Mm. so um, it doesn't mean that everyone will accept and believe what we have to say, but we still have a responsibility to share. And, And then we have the beautiful description of Jesus again here. He grew up before him like a tender shoot, like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty. To attract us to him, nothing in appearance that we should desire him. Mm. In other words, he was
0: just an ordinary yeah. person. He's a, yeah, you know. there, there's nothing about him though yeah. Oh man, he wasn't like Saul. Yeah. Saul was so tall and, and and handsome, everyone wanted to be next to him, right? Everyone expected, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: And, and this is the opposite. And, and, and I think we sometimes miss this because all the great art, and that's not to knock that. I love visiting art museums, but sure. we like to portray Jesus as being this exceptional... Uh, amazing figure that's so much beyond uh, any ordinary person, but yet the Bible just says so simply, he's just a
0: regular guy. Yeah, and please, let's stop drawing blue-eyed, blonde-haired Jesus, please.
1: Thank you, Buster, <laughs> for bringing that up. You know, uh, we just had an honors class this week, and we were talking about different perceptions on the frontier between the early settlers and the Indian people. Yeah, um, and And some people... Portrayed Jesus in such a way that Jesus was only white sitting up a harp in heaven on sitting on a cloud that kind of image, right? This white guy up in heaven, but they made Jesus so unattractive that to these early native settlers that this read some of the readings that we were going through with our honor students that to them It was a hell it was it was the reverse and and so we have to be careful how we portray portray Jesus We don't make him into our own image. Yeah
0: I'm so concerned about that, yeah, Buster. Yeah. No, it, it's true. And listen here, it's not just a blonde hair, blue-eyed Jesus. It's an yeah. it's a, a African-American Jesus. It's an Asian Jesus. It's whatever we're trying to make him. And I understand, right? Yes. I yes. understand the want to do this. Yeah. But the thing is, we're called to be created in his image, right? And he is—he yeah. was an actual person. Yeah. So if you want to go through, and, and uh, I think Time Magazine had something like, mm. an actual depiction of what he might have, you know. Yes, like, right, I yeah. saw that too, that, yeah. that was cool. It, it was very interesting, yeah. but it reminded me very much of Isaiah 53 verse two. Love it. Right? Mm-hmm. And that, that is, and so the thing is, it was never supposed to be about the image. Yes. A uh, Econitalism, whatever it's called, right? <laughs> yeah. We're, we're not supposed to be worshiping the image. Yeah. We're called to be worshiping the character. Wow, we're called to be worshiping the the power, not in what yeah. he looked like, but yeah. in who he was.
1: You know, it reminds me of a quote by Ellen White when she was in Europe as a missionary. She says that uh, as Christians, we're called to embrace all the cultures of the world. Yeah, and and there's no one right superior culture no. over another. All of them have something that we can learn from them, and and some aspect of God's image. and And so, if the moment that that we make one of those perceptions more important than another we've actually committed the the sin of idolatry
0: ouch and so you know and take that to heart everyone including myself yeah think about that and ponder on that Mm -hmm. and pray on it make sure that we're not caught up in that idolatry right absolutely
1: well Buster, uh, we've looked at who has believed. I mean, read the rest of that passage, beautiful description yes, of is. Jesus as the suffering servant. The lesson encourages people, you know, write down all of those characteristics and how they're fulfilled with uh, with the life of Jesus himself. Uh, but let's let's talk about um, how the unreachable, is us what what is that
0: so so you, you know Michael I think is a, a great segue because as mm-hmm. we were just talking about who has believed right and mm-hmm. and how Jesus yeah. was this meek and lowly Savior that came and and he wasn't much to uh, as far as outward appearance mm-hmm. to be attracted to mm-hmm. and as a result of that people rejected him
1: mm. and
0: we, we are the ones that rejected him and so let's look at Isaiah 53 verse for ver, uh, actually want to finish verse two okay And when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. In verse uh, three, he is despised and rejected by man, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Mercy. And so when it's talking about this lesson, it's talking about we are the ones that rejected him. We are the ones that are unreachable. Mm. He's done everything to try to reach us, to show us what a correct character is. And ultimately, we're choosing one character over the other. We're choosing the character of the enemy, Satan, or we're choosing the character of Christ. You know,
1: the other night I was talking about our honor students. We've just been having so much fun with them, and and Wednesday night because the you know a week ago we had all this crazy weather we weren't expecting the ice and snow and everything, and then this week it's been the 70s and 80s, Buster. You yes. Know? So we decided to take <laughs> a group, group of students and go have a bonfire while we had class, and it's an evening class. You know, and we're having fun, and I'm sitting around the bonfire, and you're not going to believe this, but as as I'm around there, it's it's getting dark, of course. Yeah and like man it's just so dark and even the fire looks dark and and it'd been like it was most of the way through class and we're talking about the relationships of the frontier and the indians and the early settlers native peoples and uh, as those exchanges i said and and then suddenly i had this aha moment buster Mm, tell me where I realized that I was the one wearing my sunglasses <laughs> I thought everyone else is dark the fire is dark how come it's so dark out it was dark out but it was really dark and I said you know and, and right at the moment it's one of those teachable moments I just realized you know I said maybe the problem is our colored glasses maybe, maybe the problem's us yeah with the way that we view others Ooh, the way that we and view God the way we view God exactly
0: yeah
1: You know, this is our problem is us. Yeah,
0: yeah. We want, we see Jesus, but we're saying, Jesus, can you look more like a millionaire that's going to bail me out of my financial issues? Can you look more like a miracle worker who's going to make sure I never get COVID because I trust in you?
1: Mm, Or the prosperity gospel like you were talking about. You know,
0: I'll only serve you as long as you bless me. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And we have the wrong color glasses on right yeah yeah. we need to see clearly and that's that's what the scripture is here for uh take this lesson to heart uh and make sure that we're seeing the savior as he is as he was wanting us to see him as he's revealing himself through scripture Mm -hmm. um and not even through our sermons right sometimes our sermons depict him wrong yeah Uh, but through the word the pure word itself and Mm by in community as we discuss the word i think that's that's the time where most aha moments come that's why we're mm-hmm. doing the sabbath school rescue podcast exactly because sabbath school is the backbone of seventh day Adventist church the reason mm-hmm. why we have so many theologically well informed members in our mm-hmm. church is because our sabbath school lesson goes through the bible i think it's on a what did what uh, he tell us a five to ten year period they're that's going right. through the bible mm-hmm. uh, it's a beautiful thing mm-hmm. uh, and we need more of the scripture in our lives Absolutely. And so please, let's not be the unreachable. Let's be the reachable and the way that we're the reachable is by seeing Jesus for who who he truly is.
1: Love it. Tugging my heart here, Buster.
0: Yeah. So tell us about a transforming reparation offering.
1: All right. Well, 53, chapter 53, verse 10. And I just want to read this here. Says, yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin, he will see his offspring and prolong his days, and the, and the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. Mm. So, you know, that's, that's one of those questions here, you know, what what does this mean? What's it talking about? Is it God's will that that Jesus, I mean, did God want Jesus to just die on Calvary? And, and I think God doesn't ever wish anyone to die, even his most, you know, his beloved son, you know, John chapter three, verse 16, but the, what it's really talking about here is how Jesus becomes an offering, a peace offering of sin for us. In other words, from the very beginning of time and other places in Scripture, it talks about how um, basically this idea of an overarching plan of salvation, a narrative that God had a plan, a rescue plan, for us, and so, and in order for that to be effective, the only way possible was Jesus to become that offering for sin. So that's what it's talking about: that Jesus, uh, from as long as you know, from the plans of God, the the Trinity there in heaven, from the eons of eternity, was that they knew should there be sin, that then and there would be a plan, a response to that, and 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 yes, you know, sometimes that plan involves suffering it's not it's not an easy way
0: out it does yeah and, and I wish there were an easy way out but there there isn't uh, this required a sacrifice mm-hmm. and we have a Savior who willingly sacrificed himself before willingly. the sacrifice was needed exactly and by the way verses 11
1: 12 talks about more about that suffering he suffered uh, to bear their iniquities verse 12 um, that uh, he was numbered with the transgressors, for he bore the sins of many and made intercession for the transgressors. And so mm. here you have that plan bearing out. And of course, in uh, the lesson, there are several other verses. I encourage you, as you have time, look those up and check them out. But it's the same idea: how Jesus was the sacri- sacrifice. The sometimes the fancy word is the propitiation. Yes, but I was just going to bring up that word. Oh man, the I mercy didn't seat, right? Yeah, <laughs> right there, right there.
0: You know, Jesus. That's what it's all about. Yeah, you know, I had someone who challenged me and said mm. uh, that, that the blood of Christ was not needed because God does not have a bloodlust. Mm. It's like, yeah, he doesn't have a bloodlust, uh-huh. but he is still the propitiation of our sins. He uh-huh. is he is chosen. He is willingly. Uh, he even Christ even mentions it. I willingly lay my life down. Uh-huh. Uh, it's not something that God just demanded. It's something that Christ said I willingly do. The, the God had worked this out together. And uh, I, I just have to share. As, uh, Romans chapter five verse eight. It's, it's one of those scriptures we're mm-hmm. supposed to read. In a contemporary English version, it says, "God showed how much He loved us by having Christ die for us, even though we were sinful, mm. while we are yet still sinners. Even though we, while we're still sinful, Christ made that decision to die for us, and God, God made that decision as well. That God had made that decision.
1: I love that because you know I think sometimes we need to. Well, we need to be reminded that every day, I guess, right? Yes, we I do. Mean, constantly. I do. Uh, yeah me too and just uh, that go to the throne of grace and hey I'm a sinner and I I need a savior yeah yeah and and that's that's as simple as the plan of salvation and whenever we get past that and get anything beyond that we've we've lost the whole point of the the message of
0: scripture the message of salvation amen amen you now Michael this this is a fun one. It was, yeah, we covered a
1: lot of ground. Yeah, we did, we did. <laughs> well, I think we'll call a wrap for this week. This is Sue. And Swoops, signing, signing off. As we put a wrap on this week's lesson, this is Campbell Swoops signing off. By the way, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, the Southwestern Union of Seventh-day Adventists and Southwestern Adventist University, which has, for over 125 years, provided a Christ-centered
0: education just 20 minutes south of Fort Worth, Texas. We love teaching with personal colleagues, offer quality academics, and provide numerous ways to get involved both on campus and across the globe. To learn more, visit swau.edu or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.